Welcome, one and all, the two of you that always are listening. God bless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the Husky Barboos podcast. Yes, not solo, but uh, being uh, a back, company. Peaches. There but you I- go. <laughs> We just buried the lead right there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Ariel and Mr. Buried the Lead. <laughs> so we're back for another round of quality entertainment here and for your audio pleasures. Uh, hopefully that everyone is well. Uh, the day of recording, this is a uh, remembrance of uh, what happened, sadly, 22 years ago. Or 21, actually. Yeah, 21, year, 21 years ago. Uh, 9-11 recording on that day so peace uh, to all who were directly uh, involved in that uh, not involved but you know that uh, had consequences or uh, lingering consequences due to those actions of that uh faithful day so crazy, crazy shit to this day yeah so much respect and love to all the fallen and uh hopefully that you know we remember how the nation united in those days that we were one we took care of each other we were like more sympathetic even boston fans were shake even red sox fans were cheering on for yankees unheard of in the history of time and space yeah at that at that point uh, you put all that shit behind you and you just disrespect each other and just i don't know to me watching the yankees play the next day just didn't bring i mean i I was lucky enough not to be affected by it, but just watching sports the next day yeah. after that. Yeah. And watching people just console each other in the stands and the baseball fans and, you know, people, you know, those players making speeches before the game just meant that, you know, it, it, sports, it, it, you know, life is bigger than sports and we can come together as one and, be there for each other. None of this crazy bullshit we're dealing with. Correct. Today, but... Correct. So anyway, uh, we're here. Thank God. Uh, at least we're all live now, and we can count our blessings for that. And uh, hopefully that everyone is well and uh, has uh, had a productive week, or will have a productive week since this comes on a Monday and early in the morning. So hopefully everyone has a good time. Uh, what? Oh yeah, Monday's great. Yes, the best day of the week for sure. And that is sarcasm <laughs> dripping out like if it was a fireman's hose. Pouring out of your <laughs> mouth. Yeah. Oh, that we that gives a, a, a somewhat bad image. Anyway. Okay, anyway. Anyway, uh let's talk. Uh I have I I think we're going to go a little bit of a wrestling tantrum this week. Because a lot of shit went down last week. Uh, when I recorded solo, little did I know that that fateful evening on that Sunday, the wrestling world would have become, uh, uh, it would have been turned upside down. Because we had a full card last week in terms of wrestling because there was uh, the wrestling event in Cardiff and in, in the UK with uh, Clash in the Castle for WWE. Then uh, the next day, Worlds uh, Worlds Collide for NXT, where they unified all the titles from NXT and NXT UK. And then in the evening, the creme of the creme, the piece of resistance, uh, the AEW All Out. Not so much the pay-per-view because it was long as fuck. It had over 21 matches. 
It was five years, uh, five hours long, a pay-per-view. It wasn't even a WrestleMania. It was five hours long. It ended close to 1, p 1 a.m. in the morning, so it technically ended on a Monday. And having said everything that I just said, the most important part was in the press crumb, uh, uh, the, pre uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, press conference at the end of the, uh, the event. What happened? You might not know this, Jonathan, who, who is here with me. Uh, you do remember a CM Punk, right? or yeah. heard of him at least. Mm -hmm. uh, he infamously uh, released a pipe bomb back in 2011, which got the stranglehold of the wrestling business and kind of woke it up uh, from a 12-year coma. And, and had the attention yeah uh, and grabbed the attention of people well the son of a bitch did it again he unleashed a verbal uh, barrier trade that it was unheard of and and it still is being uh, vibrating to the sound waves to this day because the dude just went off on everyone he buried everyone verbally including his former best friend, Cole Cabana, buried the EVPs of the company of AEW, saying they couldn't manage a Walmart. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no, sorry, a Kmart, a Target. They couldn't manage a Target. That's what he said. They couldn't manage a Target. And he visibly buried half of the locker room of AEW right in front of the owner, mind you, right in front of the owner. And the owner just like, it was like watching an employee because, yeah, he gets $5 million a year, by the way. He's getting paid $5 million a year in AEW. Oh, also, by the way, in the he was a main event. Him versus John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose in WWE, he was uh, part of the Shield. So he was yeah, no, uh, he Dean is. Ambrose. But now he's John, uh, John Moxley in, w, in AEW. So John Moxley was the champion. He fought for, uh, against John Moxley for the championship. And he did a tope suicida. That's uh, jumping out of the ring and out to the outside and tackling the wrestler outside of the ring. And by doing so, he broke, he tore his tricep muscle mm -hmm. on his left arm. So he did the press conference with ice on the arm. He, at that time, when he did the press conference, it wasn't known the nature mm -hmm. of the, uh, uh, of the injury. Uh -huh. So i said all that and i wish i had the audio to share with you of all the things the bear trade the dude went to but he dropped f-bombs like he was giving candy uh, 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 <laughs> to kids on halloween he was he was just like f this f that f this f that and even people calling a fucking moron calling people like that fucking morons like I'm, I'm i'm surrounded by children and he's talking like he's the owner of the company like i'm trying to run a business here and talking that way, right in front of the owner of the company, mind you. And the front of the owner was like, yes, let me take my pants down. Big, dig it deeper into me, daddy. Please stab me <laughs> deeper, daddy. I, I, I won't say nothing. It was like watching a gang rape right in front of the public. The owner was just sitting there like, oh, yes, you know everything. You know everything. And just take it in the ass. So after the verbal, uh, oh, and he added, if you have a fucking, his words, verbatim, if you have a fucking problem with me, come talk to me. My locker room is always open. Well, guess what? Three people took him up on that favor. <laughs> after the, you find, you saw the melee that happened in the, in the UFC press conference uh, this weekend. You heard about that? 
But you don't follow UFC that much, I guess. No, UFC to me is a little. Anyway, there was a melee. There was a melee, and <laughs> uh, uh, behind the uh, behind the press conference, and Dana White had the common sense to say, "Okay, we're not having this today." Like, believe me, we're not having this today because if we do, we're gonna have a problem, and, and all of you are in danger. All your lives are in danger. I mean, they were talking about even pulling out guns and shit, and that happened in the UFC, which for me would be more realistic because it's actual combat sport, but wrestling is predetermined i won't call it fake but it's predetermined i mean we we're i already just told you that cm punk had uh he tore his tricep so there is some real uh consequences to what you do in the ring but he uh but it's all predetermined you know the outcome the wrestlers know the outcome anyway so after cm punk verbally burns the house down with his words guess who's waiting for him in his locker room the three EVPs he talked about, which are the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Young Bucks are Matt and Nick Jackson and Kenny Omega. The, and they also, by the way, mind you, they just won the World's Trios AEW Tag Team Champions that same night. So CM Punk wins the championship. And the and those three guys win the Trios Championship. And they go into a fight. It, there's a lot of uh, versions of what happened. Everything is hush hush because the shit went down so badly that there is legal consequences to this moment, and they are bar barred to talk about it publicly because legal is involved now. The thing is, what happened then was that all the parties involved who won championships that night they were all stripped of their titles, and now they're going to have to uh, get new championships. Mind you, this is the second championship uh, CM Punk has won in, in AEW, the second world title that he won, because the first one that he won, he shattered his foot, he pulverized his foot, got reconstructed surgery, came back, won the title again, and the night that he wins the title again, he lashes out a verbal diatribe that buried half of the company, and he also uh, tore his uh, tricep, and now he's even if he wasn't suspended, now he's out for eight months. So all of that, what I'm saying is that either see him suspend him, he was he fucked himself up. He is either the most unluckiest person on God's green earth, or that title is cursed on him. That's like a no, horror cross. He, he he's cursed. And also, again, I don't have the audio, and I'm not. I don't have the time because I didn't pre-plan this thing. If I if I did, I would have had it on cue for you, so you can listen to the whole thing. But believe me, if you listen to it, you'll be like. Holy shit. Holy shit. Like the way he verbally viscerates people, you're like, God damn, this is a barbecue. He's just barbecuing people. He's killing, burning them, like just calling them out out of the blue. And then you find out that two weeks ago, he told one of the producers of AEW, like, oh, the press, uh, the press conference after the uh, after the event, it's going to be interesting. So he pre-planned what he was going to say two weeks in advance. And you kind of get that feeling because the way he started, the reason he started talking and verbally eviscerating people, nobody even asked him about that question. Nobody even touched the subject. He just, he started it all willy-nilly, all by himself. He said, fuck this. Here, don't ask me a question. I'll talk. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Exactly. Right 
And he's and it was like in the most egotistical way too, because he was just eating brownies at the same time while he was talking, and and drinking a, a, a seltzer water. And Nothing wrong with that? No, no. But he, it's like the <laughs> attitude was like, I'm so fucking done with this shit. I'm gonna even start eating just in the middle of all of this. And I, I and fuck all your questions, by the way. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be the one who's talking. And he calls out people in the press, too. Like, they say, you're a fucking liar. You're a fucking liar. It's like the most prima donna bullshit, egotistical, narcissistic asshole attitude I've ever seen. And the thing is, I'm still undecided of what the hell is going on because there's still that hasn't been cleared up because their hands are tied because the thing went to legal now. So they can't even publicly talk about it. Exactly. You can't talk about it now in public. So the shit went illegal. So now this has become the wrestling news of the whole week. The whole week, every news cycle, every new wrestling news website in the entire world has just been talking about this. Fuck the pay-per-views. Fuck the (laughs) matches. Fuck everything else. This is the fucking news right now. There's talk about that they were biting, that some people threw chairs at some people's faces. That CM Punk was throwing punches, but if you saw the UFC, his UFC career, you know that he didn't land any. Because <laughs> is, is that why he joined wrestling? Because he, he sucked Do, as a UFC fighter? Suck would be b- putting it lightly. He was uh, the, the, the he was like the use use paper towels for the butthole. Of the uh, of the UFC, like it, it was dog shit. It was his career was dog shit. Like, and Dana was more than willing to let him embarrass himself because he was a, still a name for the wrestling area. So he thought like he could bring more eyes into the product and for the UFC. But he gave him three opportunities, three. To a nobody, to a guy who has zero MMA experience, just because he went to train with Ruth Rufus, who's one of the best trainers in the UFC, it makes martial arts. Sorry, not just the UFC. So just because he went to that guy, and and he trained there, he's like, oh, maybe he did something. Ate dick for three matches. Well, he was trying to cut let lightning in a bottle again like he did with uh the wrestling no but wrestler. yeah but wrestler Lesner. wrestling well lesnar is a freak of nature uh he's if you see him you know that that was not normally conceived <laughs> some greek <laughs> gods intervene in that shit <laughs> some fucking viking from medieval times intervene in that shit because you know that that was normal human he- genes he had, and he's married to one of the most wanted divas in history of wrestling. Yeah, and she can be his mom. She's and old. She well, she no, can. but he's he's not that much younger than her. No, I, no, he's he's like a year older than me. I think a year or two older than me. I think. Yeah, and she's only like fifty. Yeah, like I, I know. Fifty-one this year. Yeah, yeah, I know. She's not that much. I know, but still, she was older but, than him. But that's he neither here or there. Every little boy's wet dream. Yeah, but that's not either here or there. The point is that uh, it, it seems, and now you're like, uh, I, I go with the CM Punk thing is because, you know, I I like the guy as a wrestler. As a wrestler, he was he's very good and one of the best mic talkers or trash talkers 
and well, he put that <laughs> he put that dis on display in that press conference. Oh my God, I, I I'll I'll try to get you that press conference so you can be like, I mean, it, it, some of the details would be lost to you because you don't know the people he's talking about. So you will have to need some context in order to understand his diatribe, diatribe. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, but still, it is epic is seeing that verbal laceration. Like he just verbally machine guns and mows down like four or five people in the company, and doing so in front of his boss and undermining his boss too, because he even cuts his boss off when his boss wanted to talk about something. He cut him off. That's very disrespectful. That's extremely disrespectful. Mind you, this boss, uh, Tony Khan, he's like, what, he's like 32? Something like that. So he's a young pup who just because for the gracious that he is a billionaire or the son of a billionaire was able to create a wrestling company and sign big names, including CM Punk. And uh, now his empire is crumbling faster than WCW did in 2001. So uh, I just wanted to mention that because that was the wrestling story of the week. Mind you, spare whatever happened on the pay-per-views, which nobody remembers now. <laughs> everybody was like, there was a pay-per-view <laughs> on Saturday and on Sunday? Was it a pay-per-view? No, no. Happening? Did sure? something happen? You sure? No, no. Oh, oh, the CM Punk thing? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> so you were mentioning a story to me. Again, we're keeping this wrestling. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty much would probably be a wrestling unless we. So on September third, I was just on Facebook. I followed this wrestling thing on Facebook, mm -hmm. and it was about the British Bulldog, the original it's, British Bulldog, uh, David Boy Smith. Bulldog. Yes, David Boy Smith. So supposedly, I'm just going to read what. Um, Yes, that way you 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 won't step on your own. Yeah. Stuff. So it says Davy told me a Florida wrestler named Duke the Dumpster Drowsy Drowsy figure out how to make GHB liquid. Roofies. Davey, yeah, pretty much a roofie. Mm -hmm. Um, Davy began giving it to me without my knowledge. And who is time, speaking? And who is speaking? This is his wife. His Diane widow. And Hart Smith. His widow. So his widow, his current will, his widow, because she's yeah. still alive. Yeah, Diana Hart Smith. Was, this is this is from a book, um, in, a, uh, in her book, 2021 book, uh, under the mat. Okay, continue. So, this is David began giving it to me without my knowledge at the time. All I know, all I knew was that the unusual things were happening to me. Unusual things were happening to me. I developed really bad hemorrhoids and woke up with posterior burning and sore. Posterior, I'm sorry. Posterior burning and sore. It felt like something happened to me during the night, but couldn't understand what. So you're telling me that he Bill Cosby'd his own wife? Pretty much. What? in the fuck so um i thought maybe i was losing my mind part of me being married is being able to trust the person you're married to i never dreamed davy was slipping me 
this drug in my nightly glass of orange juice in order to violate me. Holy shit. Holy shit. It just never even occurred to me. I share symptoms with my sister, Ellie. Without batting an eye, she sighed and said, yeah, Jim, Nightheart, used to do the same thing to me. What the? Yeah. I bit my lip after taking the orange juice from Davy. Uh, taking the orange juice Davy gives me at night. I wake up in the bed and not remembering how I got there. Are you, was at the wait gym. a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! 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 Pause! Pause! Time! Time out! Time out! Time out! They're roofing their own wives. Their own wives. Women that don't see them enough. During the year, because they're constantly on the road, and they have to drug them to fuck them? I would think, this is me being ignorant, but I would think, like, I'm going through a, not the same thing, but kind of situation, because I live away from my wife. I would think that the moment that woman sees me, something's going to go down. <laughs> That's what we would hope that would happen. Exactly, but... but they have to roofie these women in order to have intercourse? In order to and commit the act of coitus? And it seems like it wasn't just regular intercourse either. Apparently, if she was itching him from the butthole. Because <laughs> ended up I, with hemorrhoids. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm almost, I'm, almost, I'm almost done. Oh God! There's more. Yeah. Okay, so is this a hold my beer challenge? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but he says she goes. He was at a point where the only way he wanted to be with me was if I was unconscious. Oh my! I guess God. in a weird way. Oh I, I guess in a really weird oh up way, I felt flattered that he desired me I rationalized that he still loved me what a screwed up relationship oh my god (laughs) I'm sorry I'm not laughing at the the, the rapey thing I'm not laughing at that I'm just like she's trying to rationalize this dude straight up raping his own wife and the only way he wanted to be with her was if she was unconscious. What in the fuck is going on in this world? Like, if you married someone, it's because there is at least a basis, a basic reliance of consent between the both of you that, yeah, from time to time, we can knock boots. <laughs> what the fuck the thing was is if he was doing this to his wife, Oh my lord! The pieces of asses that he was getting when he was the ring rats, the ring rats. Give a damn what you say. I guarantee you, oh my lord, percent of these wrestlers that are on the road fifty-one weeks of the year was getting some ass somewhere else. Well, they they didn't. uh, They uh, for sure they didn't practice self, you know, pleasuring. No, they didn't practice that at all. Mm Yeah, no, I'm gonna keep uh, faithful to my wife, so I'd rather use Manuela. These, these men 
And I said 90% because there probably were a good hand of people that didn't cheat on their wives. Good Christian boys? Yeah. Like, <laughs> to me, well, I could probably uh, name some names. You apparently. Like, are you stupid? These guys are probably cheating all the time. But, uh, apparently, uh, for what I've been... For what I've listened uh, so far is that the culture has changed somewhat uh, that, you know, it's not that dependent on drugs. Well, it's not dependent on drugs. Like the new vices that the wrestlers have are video games. That's the vice right now. That's like their addiction right now is just video games. They're like instead of going to bars and drinking up and clubbing and having a good time and hooking up with whatever bimbo is in the next town, uh, they just play video games all day and most of these guys now marry up with girl the chicks right in, in the same federation so they're not I'm even like an undertaker no I, I look at most of the guys like for example uh adam cole has Britt baker that's his wife or a girlfriend actually rather edge got phoenix uh-huh uh, uh montez ford is married to bianca Belair. uh becky lynch is married to seth rollins you got the miz married to uh, maurice maurice yeah you so, got um, so, Lana uh, with to, Rusev. Um, Rusev. Rusev now known as Miro. Uh, uh, so uh, most of these guys marry up within inside the company. And also have, Charlotte married uh, uh, Andrade. Yeah, but you also have, um, well, he's not wrestling in WWE anymore, but you had one of the Bella twins, um, Bree, married to... Um, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, no, but... It, it, he has a lighter schedule uh, than he did before because AW. I mean, they do tour the whole nation, but it's not that like they do it like once well, a he week. He did that probably on a contract base, saying, "Listen, I'll come and wrestle for you, but I'm not doing." No, no, no. He 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 shows up every week, but the thing is that uh, AW tapes only one day a week now. They only tape one day a week, and and they have two Instead shows. Two shows. Exactly. No, they have two shows, but they tape one day a week. And it's on a Wednesday, so they tape uh, the, the the normal the, the normal show is live. The mm -hmm. second show is recorded, and they just record an extra hour for the next show, and that's uh, shows cool. up on Friday. So they only work one day a week. Maybe they'll do a, a house show or two, and that's it. Back home, so they maybe work like three days a week, maybe. Well, I mean, that's so a good thing. That's good. Yeah, thing. it's like, a lot lighter. Bodies, it's. Good for their mind. It's good for their family. I mean, that was, I guess, I was telling you before or your last week before, I was watching that last ride documentation about Undertaker, and it was just like, dude saw his family maybe twice a year. Yeah, that's why he has like two divorces. I, I think, and that's another thing with me. I would, I would think is when you have, when you're a wrestler like that. Mm -hmm. You have to marry with them because the only logical person that's going to understand what you're doing, how and what it means to you, is someone in that field. Yes. They won't. Any normal person wouldn't understand it. We're like, why well, are you not with me all the time? Because, bitch, I'm out here 53 weeks a year. The fuck is wrong with you? You kind of knew what this deal was. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I can see why a lot of people just marry within it. Yeah, just, because they get the uh, they get the lifestyle. They get to do the same thing. At least you'll be traveling with your husband or your wife, vice versa. You can hire someone to take care of the kid or have one of the wrestlers take care of the kids because you're all practically family anyways because you're riding all the time together. 
So you have someone uh, Are you the Undertaker road with uh Farouk? Yeah, uh, no British, that, you know, the uh, J Law. Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Um mm-hmm. they were they all were together. They used to have drinks yeah. and play cards all day. Yeah. So they already knew each other, so it was all good. It was all good. So yeah. Wow, this has been a very wrestling centric podcast today. Yeah, I mean, that's one of our, our one of the subjects we we touch upon. We touch upon. Well, just me and you alone will get it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm still more actively walk. following the product than you are right now. You're pretty much like yeah. you're you're watching way from afar. Where while that's me, I still consume what's going on around. I mean, if it's big, I'll pop up on my phone, and if it's like deals with like Triple H, you know, getting promoted to the new. I forgot what he was in the chief. Uh, he he's the he's the head of creative. That's it. Just yeah. Like um, the, the business side is handled by his wife. The creative part is him. That's basically it. So, that's basically um, it. That's pretty much you know the the lick of things I'm getting here. Um, I mean, you don't you know the sports. You know we could also go into sports, but I mean, oh by the way, Pujols hit uh, number six ninety seven. No, he passed him. Today. Oh yeah, he passed him. I forgot. I'm sorry. He, he passed, passed him today. I I saw the home run live earlier. I saw the home run live. So I mean, we first swing. If you want, <laughs> first swing, and he got it right away. First swing. Football just started today. Yeah, so I yeah, I was so watching the, the Jets. I saw the Jets, Jets getting massacred by the Ravens. <laughs> Nothing changes with them. I was um, gonna wear a, a Jets jersey, but I was like, nah, nah. Yankees <laughs> are currently winning ten to one in the bot, uh, the top of the six. And yeah, I saw a couple of home runs from the Yankees back to back earlier. Now it's ten two. Um, we could give live sports updates. <laughs> yeah, and well, live at this moment, uh, live at for, this moment, for the people who are listening to us, like mother. People are listening to the bitch. That happened a few days ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Pujols doing his thing. I'm glad that he doing one more. Do you think that's bull? He's call, do you call bullshit on him saying that he's not going to come back next year? He's done. I mean, done. real realistically speaking, he can do another year. A lot of these players could. No, the but I, the the way he's been playing this year. He's I'm, done. He he only had one more season left, and these guys know at the beginning of the year. A lot of these guys say when your job, when you go, to, when you wake up in the morning, your job starts feeling like a job. It's time to leave. Mm. Like Mariano, the best, and I don't give closer, a, the best fucking closer in of history. All time. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. I know we're biased because care. we're Yankees fans. No, no, no we're biased care. because you're Yankees fans, but. I think pretty much everyone will agree with us. Listen, like like in a ninety percent range, everybody would agree with us. When he went in a hundred percent into the Hall of Fame, there was writers from Boston that had to vote for him. Because you so, can't deny, like you cannot deny what he did. You can't. The guy pitched two or three innings if you needed him to. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, you can. Yeah. No, so, after the third inning, his arm was out there. His arm was starting to die. Yeah, but that's because he was he his arm wasn't stretched out as much. But he, when he was like younger in his days, he did three innings like it was nothing. Yeah. But he can still come out there and throw. I guarantee you, he can get batters out. There's I, his famous pitch was a cutter. You knew it was coming. 
But you couldn't hit. Ha- you couldn't hit you it. You couldn't do anything with it because he would get it so tight to your body. Is if you hit it, you were either stinging your hands or you're breaking your back, or you swinging right through it. He hit it in the corner. He hit it on the outside corner. He 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 could throw that pitch wherever he wanted to. And okay. as he got older and he became and he got he aged like fine wine. Mm-hmm. But his cutter cut more, and he became, I wouldn't say more of a pitcher, but he came became more of like a spot on. If I want to throw it there, it's going there. I don't need to rely on speed because you don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. But to me, he he can still pitch to this day. Look, he Look, said when the, he woke the, up, it felt like you know getting ready to do another whole season. It felt like work, and he had to call it. So he called an audible and decided he, done. Yeah, he he went out of this last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know he was you know he didn't sign another contract. He went out. He made his most money at the end of his career, like most big guys do. I mean, Jordan made more money his last four uh, four or five years than he did an entire career. Because these guys, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Steinbrenners have money to freaking. They they wipe asses. They like they a doobie like I want a hundred million dollars. Just that, okay, yeah. So <laughs> those those are pennies for us. Okay, these guys <laughs> made sacrifices and said, you know, just pay me this, pay me this for three or four years, and we can talk about it later. At the end of his con- at the end of it, like the last three years, he was going year by year. His last year, I think he made like twenty two million dollars, which he never even was near his, you know, before that. Mm-hmm. Derek Jeter, the same thing. I think he made like $17, $18 million his and, last few years. And those guys were more team mentality because they were like, okay, let's free up the cap for, for the team, see if we can help out the team and getting more baseball, players. Baseball really doesn't have a cap per se, but you do pay more but, money. No, but you know what I mean. But yeah. you know what I mean, that they were trying to free up more money to get more good players. Yeah. That the mentality was let's help the team, not so much us. We okay. They're like, we're fine. We're okay. We can we we make by. All we want to do is win. Exactly. We make we go by. We can we can get by. Let's just, let's just get uh, get another W. Let's get another trophy in there. If you can, or anyone that's listening to the podcast, the three or four that are listening, if you can get to watch that Derek Jeter documentary, it, it was mind. Bl- it was fucking amazing. Because you don't see Derek Jeter like that, the way he was on that on that documentary. By the way, sorry to interrupt. By the way, he sold his share of the Marlins, right? He sold it because they just didn't have the same mentality he did. He wanted to win, and they wanted to keep losing. So he was like, peace out. Okay, so what do you think is his next move? He's going to join Alex in commentary and Fox? No, I think he's going to get back into the front office. And I but where? think it's going to be with the Yankees. You think the Yankees will give him a piece of the pie? Not ownership, but I think, like, well, I mean, I mean, the Yankees are not the whole matter. owners of the Yankees. Uh, the Steinbrenners are no, not the whole. Gonna, no, they're whole. The, they're not going to sell. They're whole team. owners of the Yankees. They yeah. own the whole damn thing. George Steinbrenner bought the Yankees back. Was it late seven, maybe seventies. I thought he, he was like sixty. Per- I thought he was sixty percent owner or something like that. No, he bought the whole thing. There are four owners of the team. Oh shit! So why do you think Yankee Stadium is called the Yankee Stadium and Met Met and the Met Stadium is called City Field? Uh, the city, the Bank. city, yeah, City Bank gave him Chelito to <laughs> Stadium. They 
built that shit their own. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um. So, but you, you, so he ain't getting a piece of the pipe, but at least he'll get into the front office. He's gonna get. I think the Yankees general manager Brian Cashman now, mm-hmm. his contract is up. So you think Jeter will be up at, at next? Jeter, with his speech when they just had on Friday, says, "Um, I'm hoping to. Um, you will be seeing more of me." Mm, that was a little that hint right there. That kind of was like a little... Mm, that was a little tease right there. A little tease, like he's going to come into the Yankees either the general manager or assistant general manager. And he he's re- going to get there. He already knows that beast. I don't think beast. he's going to buy. I don't think he's going to get into coaching. If he does come into coaching, I can see that, but I don't think he's... I don't. I think his front office. ownership... Front, front office. Or coach he's going to be. He'd be something, but I think uh, I don't think he wants to mess around with the whole team in in, in the internal part of the uh, front I office. Say the head coach, but he can be like an infield. You can help those guys out. Front office is fine. I mean, for if he's going to be in the field, that's chump change compared to what he used to make back in the day. I think he, I don't think he's really looking to make money like that. I think he's just the love of the game. You don't want to look at Brady. I mean, Brady was. Retired for fucking three months and it was just it was like fuck it I gotta come back. Now his wife left him and might not even come back to her. Might come back to him. Giselle left him. Yeah, she left the house in Florida and, and left. Just like that, look at split. Just like that. I mean, took he the kids. That he promised her he was gonna retire. Oh. And things got into play. He oh. was out. He didn't play all preseason. He was out all preseason. Today, I think today will be the first time he's playing football in a long time. Oh, so because he, he shot himself in the foot on that one. They had predetermined plans before. Yeah, so he, he shot himself gonna, in the foot. No, that's not, that's so okay. they they bought the, they were supposed to buy this huge ass house and start remodeling it together when he retired. And that took a back burner because he's like decided he's like, nah, I'm gonna go back. Yeah, well, he shot Meanwhile, himself. Jordan at least waited two years before he came back. Well, wasn't he in the process of getting divorced with Juanita by then? By then. It, either he was in the process or it was already done and he needed to make more money. <laughs> well, she took him for the cleaner, oh, son. She took him clean, dude. She she stripped him to the fucking bone. It was like what Rob what was her what, what's her name did to um Tyson. Uh Robin Wetzel, whatever her last yeah. name. Yeah. Oh no, she uh, well, Tyson again shot himself in the foot on that one too because he should have known better. But he was a kid back then, so he so didn't. she divorced him. No, she divorced him in 2006, so it was way after. Oh yeah, oh no, but it was way after his. But you know that was Jordan with him fucking around, chamaquitas. Blanquita, you got you know you got the blanquita now. Yeah, yeah, he 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 hit that jungle fever shit, Re- reverse, <laughs> reverse jungle yeah. fever. That was a reverse jungle fever right there. <laughs> But um, yeah. Now I'm looking for was it uh, Robin? Will- it wasn't Robin Williams. No, no, uh, Robin something. Uh, last name Gibbons. Robin Gibbons. I think Gibbons, that's yeah. Yeah, Robin Gibbons. She took she took him to the house, Damn. took him to the cleaners, and took the house in Greenwich. Damn. And then sold it. Damn. Only married for a year. Damn. You can say that was a gold digger. You can say so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least the man wised up. At least he wised up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you ain't got nowhere to go but wise up after that shit. Mm-hmm. You ain't got mm-hmm. nowhere to go. He divorced Mike. 
got married in 97, then got divorced again in 98. And then she got, she was with this guy for three years. And then that's it. I think someone caught on to her. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, dude, after she took Mike to the cleaners, the the phrase, let the buyer beware, should have been applied on every dude's brain that went, went to even first base with that chick. Yeah, I'm looking here. I'm like, but okay, I I was gonna ask you something about Pujols. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ooh, you, Pujols? Yeah, yeah. You think right. he's gonna get to the seven hundred? You think he can get to seven hundred? There's three weeks left. What is he? I forgot who are he's at now. Nine uh, six ninety seven right now. To seven hundred? Yeah, uh-huh. you, you get there. You think he'll get yeah. even a little le- a, a little over, like a, a one? Over, yeah. One oh seven oh two maybe. What is it three weeks left? Yeah, three weeks left. All he needs to do is hit a home run a week to get to seven hundred. Yeah. He, hey, and he's been hitting probably now like two or three. A yeah, week. exactly. That's what I was gonna say. He might. He might. He might get maybe to seven oh five, seven oh seven, maybe a little bit more. Uh, I think. I think he'll just quit after seven hundred. He'll be like, I don't give a shit. No. <laughs> He, he he doesn't seem like a guy to just quit like that. I think plus he'll he, go over. Plus, he's like he said himself that he's not paying attention to that shit. He's just swinging. He's out there and having fun. Exactly. Is it like he's this is my last year? Season, that team might has a chance to make it, it to the playoffs. They are in the play. They're already classified. Yeah. They're they're so eight. They're eight games above. They're eight games above. He's just gonna enjoy the ride. I, will, I don't see it. He was even playing first base today. Yeah, he's he's just gonna have time. He's just gonna have fun. Yeah, he'll he'll just take what is at the moment. He'll be like, "Well, this is it is what it is. Let's just enjoy it and have fun." Yeah, that's what he's gonna do. He's not gonna. Yeah, I don't see him really doing much after. I mean, he's gonna yeah. keep going until he can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, yeah, they're first in their division. Yeah, they're eight games above. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. First, so they're automatically if they keep going, which I don't think the Brewers are going to catch up to them. To tell you the truth, if they keep going, they're automatically into the first round. Playing, yeah, um, yeah so. that, that's why their first baseman is resting up. I think he's runner up for MVP this year. For yeah, the National. Paul Smith. Yeah, yeah, that guy is that guy is dealing this year. Okay, so yeah, so good for them. Uh. Wow, this has been a very sport-heavy podcast today. It's okay, man. We can't all be depressing stuff. We did our thing in the beginning to memorize 9-11, and then we kept going with it. But that British Bulldog story, I've been holding That's on to that since September 3rd, and oh. I just keep forgetting about it until you said, oh, it's going to be wrestling-driven. I'm like, I got something. That's <laughs> fucked up, dog. Man. Now I, I really want to get the book. Because like that, that was on a page up. of the chapter. It's a chapter twenty-five, page eighty-eight. That's so fucked up, though. Like, just the thought. Like, you, you and I are married, man. Just the yeah. thought of drugging your wife to have intercourse. Eleven more days, I'll be married with my wife for ten years. I've been married fifteen and some change now. Been with my wife since oh four. No, I've been with my wife since 06, so you beat me there. 
Yeah, we were we were high school students. So, so you beat me there in that department because you you've known each other for uh, that long, half, more and than half our lives. I've known my wife, met her first like in oh. Three oh four, something like that. Yeah, oh three oh four. That's what I met her. Became friends in oh five. Uh, no, oh four. We became friends, and we just were friends. Uh, nothing more until uh oh uh oh six. Then when things started getting more serious, then oh six to oh seven was uh uh you know boyfriend boyfriend phase. And then on 07, we got married and been together since. Yeah. So I met my wife high school in 03. We didn't first leave. It was like late. Huh. School starts around here in September. Yeah. So I met her in September of 03. No, and DR started, it's starting to start that way too. It used to start like in August, mm-hmm. but now, no, now they're starting in September as well. Yeah. So I, you know, we were talking it up, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, that's how I find out, you know, the story of same birthday, same day, same uh-huh. hours, I was apart. Then January 11th, I said, you want to try this out? And this is it. It's a goal. <laughs> Here we then go. We got, then in 09. No, not 09. 2000, I forget. 2010, maybe. Anyway. Asked her to marry me. Got married two years later. No, 2011. I asked her to marry me. We got married 2012 on September 22nd, first day of fall. Hmm. In the same church as Triple H and Stephanie, the mm-hmm. one that your uncle is runs. the current uh, uh, main priest. Main priest there. Yeah. And he married me, the first wedding he had at that wedding. I mean, at that church. So there, you you share something with Triple H. Yes, and Stephanie. Time to play the game! (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I wouldn't, being together with that one, I wouldn't even, like you said, we're married, man. I wouldn't even. That that, that shit don't cross your mind. mind. That that shit don't cross your mind because that that is straight up crazy psycho shit. Like her having no, no, no. the only way he wants to be with me, lady, run, bitch, run. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Run, if run the other your way. husband, the man you have children with, only can get it up by having you knocked out and not being a, part, a willing participant in the sex, get the fuck out and run. Leave, don't even leave a note. Just run. Take the kids and go somewhere where the sun don't shine. Like run, like run, Forrest, run. Like don't, don't do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Go. Just leave. Leave. That is a straight up psycho. Like what kind of man gets it off having sex with an unconscious person? Like, I'm not even questioning sexuality here. I'm just saying the other person is not a willing participant. Hello? <laughs> Hello? That was crazy. I mean, they had two kids together. Jesus. But to find out that Jim did the same thing with his wife? Christ, they must have been roofing bitches up and le- right and left in the road. That's what I'm saying. Like, But... And yet, Ric Flair, all he had to do was show his, like, how did Tony Schiavone called it? 
<laughs> oh yeah, he called it the baby arm holding an apple. Oh wow. <laughs> He said it exactly that. It was like looking at a baby's arm holding an apple. Oh. <laughs> and that's flaccid. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so when you hear that, then you can say, okay, yeah, sure. That's why he had three chicks a night. That's why. <laughs> that's why he was banging three girls a night. That's crazy. Have you heard the Ric Flair story? Like, he couldn't nah, do... Not like that. He couldn't do just one chick a night. It had to be three or four. It had to be three or four girls a night. And most of them were at the same time. He can only go... Like, if, wow. he, if he had to go home one night, he was depressed. He was depressed. He was legitimately depressed because, like, so I don't get to fuck four chicks tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't get to fuck four chicks tonight. What is wrong with me? (laughs) It was that mentality. That, That was the mentality that he had. That he just had to fuck as much as he could. But that, I'm trying to see if I can find more of the, the story, but I'm going to have to. No, no, no. I, th- I think roofing your wife is enough. <laughs> no, but there was more to it because how you say it was a screwed up relationship and that was it. Oh, like, you can. Oh, you can tell it was a screwed up relationship. I, I, I think you can tell. You could tell. It's just I can't fathom the point that she just said I'm rationalizing saying that he only could be with me if I was, you know. And with I'm, others, I'm, I'm <laughs> and with others, because if he's doing that to you and you're the wife, I think you can. It's an easy conclusion to jump. Like, wait a minute, what if he's doing this to other bitches? <laughs> and I apologize. I've been calling women bitches in all this podcast. I apologize. Yeah, you apologize for that. Yeah, I apologize for that. I call, uh, yes, I am one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I have to take. I have to take that one because I've been calling women bitches. I apologize for that. So. I'm a bitch. Okay, so yeah. Well, like Jim, what was it? How do you, I forgot how to say his last name. Was it Jim Nineheart? Nineheart. 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 Yeah. He has three daughters. How would you feel if someone roofied them and did the same shit you did to their mother? Usually, the guys that uh, partake in that type of attitude, that they, they usually don't think about that. <laughs> I mean. You say one thing about my family, my niece, my mom, my my wife, my sisters, my sister-in-laws, my mother-in-law. I'm ready to rip your face off. Oh, Christ. I just imagine if someone did that to your sweet little girl. But it's okay (sighs) for you to do it to mommy? Nah, man. That to me is... Anyway, anyway. then, then right now I got this picture of uh, the nature boy slinging the baby's arm around. Hey, uh, when I heard that expression from that dude, from Tony Schiavone, you know who Tony Schiavone is, the, the former narrator, uh, college commentator from WCW back in the day? Probably if I heard his voice, I probably know. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know big, I don't know names. I'm big with but he, he's He's right now also a commentator in, the, in AEW right now, him and Jim Ross. 
So they they're Ross back. Is, to, Jim Ross is in AEW. Oh, that poor that poor man. He's still commentating. I thought yeah. he retired. No, he needs the money, son. He needs the money. Well, I think because his wife died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to be home. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that pretty much makes all the sense in the world. And also, he had a skin cancer scare recently as well. Well, you can see he also had a stroke because of the way his face is. No, that was Bell Palsy. That's Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy. I guess what I was guess what I heard was no, no, no. It was Bell's palsy. It's it's always been Bell's palsy. I always loved it when him and Jerry the King went back at each other. Mm-hmm. It's like you gonna let them do that to Austin. Austin did that. He did everything correct. Austin's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. He has every right to be. And you just ate it up. Oh man! As a fan, you just ate it up. Ate up wasn't the word. I loved Austin. <sighs> but I still can't tell you who my favorite wrestler was. But Austin has has an edge in most of them. But I would probably, if you had to put a gun to my head, it would be Austin. I mean, Austin is an easy pick from back in those days. But like. Like it I remember, easy because you had The Rock, you had yeah, Hunter Hearst, Hunter, yeah, which yeah. turned into Triple H. You had Shawn Michaels, you had The Undertaker. No, but hindsight being twenty twenty, uh, yeah, uh, it's easy not to say Austin because he he practically ruled a good chunk of that Attitude Era. He made the Attitude Era. Yeah, he if made. If it wasn't it. for that dude, WWE might not be where it's at. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And they had a stacked roster at that time, which like Austin took a year and some change off, and business was still running. Had to, it's fucked up. He took a year and a half out, and business was still running because you still had Hunter, you still had Rock, and you still had the Undertaker. But you laid the foundation of what is to come. Exactly. So you still had all those guys that were still doing their thing. Uh, what was I was gonna say about wrestling? Uh, oh yeah, uh, back uh, when I came back here in oh one oh two, there's these guys who had a backyard wrestling association. Oh my god! <laughs> and since I, back then I looked like Mick Foley because I literally had the long hair and the be- I had the goatee exactly like Mick Foley. You still kind of look like Mick Foley yeah, now but, that you say that. Yeah, but back then... It, you got but, all your teeth, though. Yeah, as, yeah, I got all my teeth. <laughs> anyway, but back then, I really looked like Mick Foley. Like, really, a lot. They even started calling me Mick Foley. So they were, like, giving me initiation to get, to get into... And they wanted me to be the commish. <laughs> because I already, since <laughs> Mick Foley was the commissioner back then, they were like, yeah. okay, you... We can just imitate uh, art limitating life in this case, so we can continue doing that and use that. Here, but we still need to uh, test your wrestling knowledge. Okay, so it was oh, like seriously, they're testing your wrestling knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, because they wanted to see if I was a mark or I was a smart. There's a difference. A mark is just uh, uh, your run in the mill wrestling fan that don't know dick, and a smart is one that is a little bit. It's because smart is smart mark. So but what am I? Uh, I I think you would have to fall into the mark category. I mean, you know some stuff, but you're still not. Well, I don't follow it. The way exactly, I exactly. So that's you. We would have to categorize you as a mark then, but not a total mark because a total mark is like ignoramus to the tenth degree. Like this is all for real. That's a that's a straight mark. No, 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 no. 
I was like that when I was younger. Like we mm-hmm. all were. Yeah, everyone was a but mark. You you grow up and you you realize like okay. But now uh, there's no difference between smart and mark and a mark. It, it, it's it's the same thing basically because even what you think you know, you don't really know because you're not in the freaking wrestling business. You don't know shit. You're not in there. You don't. You really don't fucking know. You have ideas that you hear from dirt sheets, but you don't fucking know dick. So you're still a mark. <laughs> so basically, you're still a mark. Even you think you know, you don't know because you're not in the business. You're not inside knowing exactly what is going on. You have an idea of what's going on, but you don't know. You really don't know. And you don't live the lifestyle that those people experience. So shut your fucking mouth and just enjoy the product. Okay, so that's a little tantrum there. Anyway, so they tested my wrestling knowledge and they were like, okay, who's the actual wrestler in this scenario? They're testing me, huh? So who's the actual wrestler? Chris Benoit? Back in the day, you have to remember, this is pre, mm-hmm. you know, family killing shit. Chris Benoit uh, or The Rock? Who's the actual wrestler? I was like, Chris Benoit. I thought, you are correct. You have passed the test. <laughs> you have passed the test. But you have to understand. Wrestler, as in straight shooting wrestling technique. The Rock didn't have technique. The Rock was a brawler. He had some wrestling moves, but he was a brawler. He was straight up brawling. Same with Austin. Austin used to be a technical wrestler, but due to his uh, injuries with his leg, he couldn't do it anymore, so they turned him into a brawler. Dude can work with anybody, but due to the limitations his body presented at the time, he had to become a brawler. So he, he became just punches and kicking and... Some wrestling moves, but basically stump the whole mud hole. In exactly, stump a mud hole up your ass and walk it dry, as he used to say back in the day. He would stump a mud hole, mud hole up your ass and walk it dry. No. So, uh, so then they engage in a wrestling, a, a backyard wrestling match with me, two against one. They beat me because they did. This is an unholy hold by the hold, by the way, and I, I, I even call them like you, you motherfuckers were trying to kill me or something. Because they did the sharpshooter with a crippler crossface. Oh my god, they were trying to kill you. I was like, the fuck? Do I owe you money? <laughs> give, give it up, bro. Give no, I t- I tapped in two seconds, man. They they just applied me like fuck this. <laughs> I was like, yeah. fuck this. I tapped like a bitch. <laughs> I tapped like a bitch. I was like, hell no, I ain't taking this pain. And then I was like, do I owe you money? <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh, it's a wrestling match. You didn't talk to me about this? <laughs> if it was a wrestling match, this would have been predetermined. This was not predetermined. <laughs> oh, but we had to see if you could sell. Like, There's no selling in that shit. You just take the fucking pain. <laughs> there's no shelling. There's no fucking space for selling there. That's for realsies pain. <laughs> That's as real pain as it gets. <sighs> so I can't believe I just disclosed that I did. I was a, a willing participant in, in one backyard wrestling match. But truth to be told, some of those dudes actually became wrestlers. Ooh, that's, not that's famous cool. wrestlers. A lot of those guys do that, though. Not a famous big big name, but even one of them even became a manager. <laughs> one of the wrestlers. So... Just goes to show you, you know, I have I've had brushes 
<laughs> with with future wrestlers. Threw <laughs> in the ring with them. Yeah, like I got experience. See, master uh, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> I actually, one of the managers. I forgot his name now. Let me look this up real quick. But one of the managers, his brother was an art teacher uh-huh. in my school. And I ended up getting his autograph. But I don't know what I did with it. it oh, my, I was young at that time. My brother met Rikishi back when WWE New York existed. Yeah. So, you know, one of the first nights that they opened, Rikishi was there. So he got an autograph from Rikishi. Then the second night we went there, uh, China was there. And That's Bob cool. Holly, Hardcore Holly was there. But China was uh, talking with some executives in WWE. I guess they were trying to renegotiate a contract. And when we tried to get an autograph, the the, the bouncer in, in the place was like, nah, dude, that ain't going to happen. He told us straight up like that. Nah, dude, that ain't going to happen. And I was like, but why? That ain't going to happen. Let's just say this is not going to happen. I'm like, damn, man. Look, and then he he was like a little bit like when he saw that we were disappointed, he was like, she's here negotiating a contract. So it's this is not like a public uh, uh, display here. She's just, just trying to uh, get a negotiation. So she's not in the mood for signing contracts and what, uh, signing mm-hmm. autographs and shit. But we did get, get Hardcore Holly's uh, autograph. Lou Albano. Oh, shit. That is old school as fuck. His brother. Oh shit, Captain Lou. As an art teacher. Captain Lou Obano. Yes. Oh shit. That's awesome, dude. That's that's a link from the past right there. That's like old school wrestling. That, we're talking yeah. about the days of Bruno San Martino shit. Yeah. So yeah, he he was in Westchester. He died in Westchester. Yeah, they lived. They lived. They went to school over Mount Vernon and stuff like that. God, I mean, uh, like almost all of that generation is dead now. Well, see, Vincent was an art teacher and lived in part time in a lake house in Connecticut. His hmm. brother was my teacher. Was my art teacher. And I got an Sweet. autograph. Him, but it was so but, long ago, and I was a kid. I didn't even know what the fuck I was but, doing. But but but. The Albano last name is for real. Is a shoot. Yeah, it's a shoot. I remember his? I think his name was Albano. Yeah. So the last name is for is a shoot. It's for real. Yeah, his birth name was Louis Vincent Albano. Okay, so Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, so yeah. he practically he practically had his for real name. Yeah, it was like John Cena. Yeah. It says um, like John Cena. George and Bruno San Martino as well. Yeah, so Abano's siblings are Vincent and George and Eleanor and Carl. All of them became teachers, and Albano and Albano's brother Carl taught thirty-two health for thirty-two years out of New Jersey. That's Carl cool. seems noted that he used his brother Lou as an example for difference between crazy and unique. George, <laughs> George, <laughs> George served as a principal in Lincoln. Elementary school in Mount Vernon and often brought Lou into the light of students. And Vincent was an art teacher and lived part time in a lake house in Connecticut. <laughs> I don't know if he was insulting him or giving me a compliment. 
Yeah, <laughs> oh god, that was cool. I gotta check my old. No, I wouldn't have a yearbook from that year. Maybe what I would. I don't remember. I gotta see my yearbooks to see oh if I have god. over there. But uh, yeah, he got me an autograph. But I mean, it was like I just got to middle school. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I don't know where and, I put it. And you were too young to remember who the hell was even Captain no, Lou. I can't, no, I kind of knew who he was because he told me who he used to manage. I forgot. A bunch of guys. A bunch yeah, of guys. But there was a guy that at the time he was managing. He's. I don't know. I mean, I think he managed the Head Shrinkers for a while. Uh, Jesus Christ. This is like a who's who's list of people that he managed. Christ, I can't even think about some of the guys that he managed now because, but also he's old school as fuck though, Captain Lewis. Yeah. That's old school as fuck. Anyway, seen any movies? On the the I recommendations saw... I have given you. Oh no, not any of those you're giving me. Um, but we did discuss that um, Beverly Hills Cop yeah yeah War is coming out. Yeah, and they they got a uh, uh, Taggart and Rosewood coming back. Yeah, Taggart and Taggart and Rosewood. Although they look haggard as fuck. Oh yeah, they look terrible. <laughs> they look haggard. That is fucking haggard. Especially the the Taggart. Taggart. Oh no. shit. No, but Rosewood. Jesus Christ. I mean, he looked like a kid back in the day because he was a kid. But now he looks terrible now too. Yeah, he looked. Look, he gained like fifty, like almost fifty pounds from the last time. Yeah, and his face is wrinkled up like fuck. These Shit. two look. These two. I mean, all the ink on the hair cannot <laughs> persuade you of looking at these dudes and saying, "Fuck, these guys are haggard. They are haggard." Oh, crazy. Jesus. Well, I mean, think about it. The first movie was 40 years ago. It was damn near 40 years ago. Yeah, but still. Damn near 40 years ago, the first movie. Because it was in 84. So we're talking about 38 years ago. So, yeah. It's been a while. 1984. Yeah. 38 years ago, son. 38. I mean, that, see, that's a lot of lifetimes ago. A lot of lifetimes Reinhold, ago. Well, that was his, no, that's, his, yeah, that's his actual name. The, 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 the actor's name, Judge Reinhold. Yeah. No, it's, it's, no, his name is, isn't it Edward Ernest? No, 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 no. His real name is Judge Reinhold, and the, uh, the character is Rosewood. The character he plays is Rosewood. The other dude, I forgot his name, oh, his is Taggart. Yeah, but his real full name is er, is Edward Ernest Judge Reinhold okay. Jr. But okay, yeah, like keep, keep it Judge Reinhold. To his face. He looked like he got some plastic surgery. Oh shit, the Madonna route. Now that's that's a that's a face to scare a child right now, Madonna face now. I leave Madonna out of it. Her body still looks like she's twenty. Yeah, but that face though, dude. That 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 is haunting. Like, I, I I don't care. I don't know why she did it. I mean, she was without plastic surgery for such a long time. And she looked okay. She looked age appropriate and she looked fine because she, that's a woman that takes care of her body. She, she takes care of her body. 
like J-Lo. I mean, J-Lo. See, J-Lo's, J-Lo's, in, the, see, J-Lo's in the freaking, she's see, in the, the gym every five minutes. Dude, J-Lo looks exactly like she did 20 years ago. That's all that Spanish blood in her, too. She looks exactly the same as she did like 20, 25 years ago. She looks exactly the same. She That woman has not aged a bit. Not one iota. That woman looks exactly the same. She has not aged. Like, I here I am. Here I am with white beard. <laughs> and I'm way younger than her. White beard, dude. I'm, shit. I'm here with white beard and, and thinning hair. I'm thinning hair as well. That's because once the... Once the relationship becomes toxic, she just leaves. So she saves all those gray hairs and uh, I all the guess. stress. I guess. And I mean, Ben Affleck her, is still alive. So. Her longest marriage was to Mark Anthony. Yeah, that 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 lasted that like ten dude, years. That almost lasted like ten years, almost right. It did last ten years. Two thousand four to two thousand fourteen. And she wanted, dude, and she wanted to get back to him. She that want, dude is controlling ass help. He, he is the Latino uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Now. Yeah, he, now. He, he, just, he got married after J-Lo, and he's already divorced again in 2017. It only lasted three years. He is straight up the, the Leo DiCaprio of the Latino world right now. Straight up. Like, he don't... If it, if it passes a certain age, he's like, past... <laughs> Next, <laughs> Leo is twenty five. I don't know what he, how he's gonna keep it up. That girl, literally, he just got he just broke up with. Literally turned twenty five, and like two days later, he was done with. They're like, "Next." <laughs> so, yeah, we were talking about Joey Diaz uh, acknowledging the Queen of England's death. Uh, by the way. Uh, condolences to all the British people that might be listening. Question mark. That's <laughs> Ex- a big question mark. Exclamation mark. <laughs> that day that she passed away, rest in peace. He put the queen is dead, and I don't feel so good myself. <laughs> and he hasn't said anything since. That's Joey Diaz for you. And then the other day, he says, uh, two uh, two days before that, he was it's going to be a great day. You're walking in with a big dick. And an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> big dick energy. That's what he calls it. <laughs> big dick energy. Oh, it's Wednesday for some people. It's hump day. And uh, it's Wednesday for some people. It's hump day. It's hump day. But for me, it's slinging dick with three hand day. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Joey for the win. Oh. <laughs> there's so much videos on youtube i still haven't watched of him it, it's just it's oh like, dude no 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 uh uh <laughs> the thing <laughs> the thing with uh, with him is like he like he says he don't give a frenchman's fuck <laughs> that's it's one of his expressions i don't give a frenchman's fuck <laughs> and what i love is when you when they start playing the national anthem oh yeah <laughs> this is america you cocksucker <laughs> <laughs> Hook, you want to get your dick suck? You get your dick suck. <laughs> <laughs> this is America, you cocksucker. 
people on August 29th, it's Monday, cocksucker. It's a beautiful day to be a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Don't give me that bullshit one. I want the good one. That's a free promotion there for Uncle Joey Diaz. He doesn't need it. Yeah, but still, if you if by some by hook or crook you've never listened to uh, uh, Joey Coco Diaz, do yourself a favor. If you have kids, don't have them around. First of all, no, don't, don't have around. if you have kids, don't have them. Around. Send them outside, play something. I don't know. Don't have them listen to this shit. Put some earphones on. Tell me about him, and I was sitting watching my iPad with my headphones in. Oh my god! I was just hyperventilating. Like yeah, and my wife looks at me and she and she goes, "What Are the you hell?" Okay? I go. Fucking hell <laughs> And now you know why Joe Rogan calls him the goat. Now you know why Joe Rogan calls him the goat. He reminds me of a George Carlin on crack. Yes. It's like George Carlin just said whatever the fuck he wanted to say. He didn't give a fuck no, what but you thought of him. George Carlin was an educated asshole. Like in the sense that oh, he, yeah. he knew exactly where he was going when he was saying all this diatribe. And it was very well thought out and very meticulously planned out. Whereas Joey Diaz is just shooting from the hip. He just shoots from the hip. But they both say what the fuck they want to say. Exactly. No, no. There's the the only difference between both of them is just that Carlin was thought out and Joey is like it's a raging monologue just to destroy people and it's just done out of the whim. Right right out out of whim. I went to go get like a DVD set of George Carlin, like all of his skits, like everything he performed that fucking thing was almost like a thousand dollars christ no i mean hey it was like a 30 what it is now i haven't looked at it in a few years it was like a 30 plus year career yeah so what i mean i i wouldn't doubt i mean he died in 07 i think or 08 07 08 and he was still pulling out a special the same year he died he pulled out a special the same year he died yeah it was like a few months before, I think, he, what he did in New York. Yeah, yeah. So I got it here. So it went down a little bit. Yeah. The last I mean, time I did it, it, it uh, went down to like 200 bucks. But I guess when I was looking at it, it's a 14-disc career retrospective set. includes all 12 of George Carlin's HBO concert specials spanning nearly 30 years. That's what I'm One telling you. One of the greatest you. comedians of all time performs all of his memorable routine, including baseball and football, place for my stuff. Oh, my God. That fucking skit, place for my stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, losing things. Al, seat the hippie, dippy, weatherman, Hitler. We like war. It's not a sport. We don't need. We don't need ten commandments and seven words you can never say on TV. Yeah, and that seven words was like forty by the time he passed away. Yeah, it might be a good buy for me one day. Yeah, one day when you have the budget for it. And I don't work for my current job because 
this current job doesn't give me my budget. But anyway, I didn't say who it was. We're not biting the hand that feeds us. Anyways, uh, so let's call uh, let's call it a podcast at this point. I mean, we were all over the place by the end. We started at sports, well, pseudo sports with wrestling. <laughs> well, the sports turned into acting, the movies, uh-huh. you know, pops. Uh-huh. They, they and, have to be agile. Uh-huh. And then we ended up talking about George Carlin, which is... Enjoy Diaz. Enjoy Diaz. Enjoy both probably acting in movies, so it's, you know, it's not too bad. No, but, well, one is still alive, the other not alive. So, in his legend, in, in his legendary career, still yeah. living. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, this has been the Husky Bible Podcast. I just remember to follow us on our social medias, uh, Husky uh, Husky Bible Pod, both on Instagram and Twitter, huskybiblepod.com. The uh, the T Public Store. It's always the link on the description of the podcast. So, if you're listening to this. Wherever you're listening to this, read the description of the podcast because usually the link is there. You can go ahead and buy stuff. You know, the designs that are there for T-shirts, stickers, uh, baseball. Uh, no, well, baseball. Uh, uh, laptop. Lap, yeah. Laptop, laptop covers. Ca- uh, covers, cell, covers. Uh, cell phone covers. They actually magnets. Have, they have magnets, but they also have like, I don't know if they call them posters or like wall art. Oh, yeah, 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 as well. So if you're into that kind of stuff and you like what you see, buy it and help a brother out. Also, our personal social media, Instagram and Twitter, mine is that Ariel Duran. Jonathan's is Johnnyboy426 on Instagram. They go. don't come at us on Facebook because Yes, you will be banned. Be on that list. You will be banned. In in silent banned. That, that long list of people that still need to be yeah yeah i got people i got people that are throwing me invitations from 08 <laughs> <laughs> you too huh shit i don't feel too bad now <laughs> just collecting collecting cyber dust <laughs> people in meta people in meta but he's like this is some cold ass motherfucker right here <laughs> the funny thing is is like they'll send you a, a notification yeah. Well, so and so sent you a friend request about 14 years ago. You want to say yes to them now? I'll be like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, like, like, like uh, God damn, I, I can't. Uh, Bernie Mac in House Party 3. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get to him. <laughs> that, was my, that was my introduction to him, by the way. See that movie, House Party 3, when he was acting like the uncle? Like, look. Little kid, what I'm gonna tell you is be yourself. <laughs> if people don't like when you be yourself, fuck them, fuck them all. <laughs> all right, just don't make this outro too long here. <laughs> so again, I guess that's the parting words we will leave you. If people don't like, you just be yourself. You don't like if people don't like it when you be yourself. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fuck them. Fuck them right now. <laughs> So again, this has been the Husky Babu Podcast. This has been Ariel and Jonathan. Uh, we will listen to each other next week. Take care and don't kill each other, please. Tomorrow's Monday, motherfuckers. Oh, God, Be don't happy. remind me. Bye. <laughs> Downer. <laughs> I love my day. Okay. Downer. Okay, bye. bye. Okay, no more false finishes. Okay, we're done. <laughs>